0: What is good everybody? Welcome back to the P1N network. Right now I'm your host, t Stewart, with Jack Taylor currently being out. This is my guy Jason Brooks, my guy. Like it's been a while. We hadn't had you on in quite some time and a lot's happened since the last time you were here, bro. Yeah, man, you know I miss I missed the day of the day of reckoning, you know, so
1: I I apologize for being out of pocket for that and then you know, of course, a lot's transpired, you know. Looking at the team, looking at where we are right now, um I will say this Sunday we at least had some fight in us, but again, that di- that discombobulated offense still persists, and you know the the, the children of Scott Fit are, are throwing tantrums, and they're not showing any progress.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I mean, we we talked about it weeks and weeks on weeks that this team currently just isn't built to do anything successful. Um, much of that, much of the same. I mean, not 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 much has truly changed. So we can go ahead and get into this last this past week's game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, Chris Tabor obviously taking over as the interim head coach. Thomas Bryant taking over offensive play calling. Did you see anything that made you, you know, give you any signs of hope or is it kind of as much of the same? I mean, it was
1: much of the same, but the one thing I will take away from the game that I did notice is Bryce tried to get it downfield a lot more. Um, OJ, excuse me, Mingo, I'm about to call him OJ Mingo, I don't know why, but Mingo seemed to, <laughs> you know, try to get involved in the game. But as you can tell, you we know, are far behind the eight ball as far as personnel. The line is just what it is, man. It, it is such a dismal place to be. And as you look at Bryce's body language, his frustration is starting to show. It's starting to pull out on the sidelines. It's even starting to pull out in his post game, you know, his post game posture. So I'm just hope the guy is just, you know, trying to stay alive until the end of the season. He goes into the off season and we get every new sign of hope with a new a new head coach. And let alone
0: you definitely need a new GM. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean I I watched the game. What about you? I you know, I watched the majority of the game. Then I mean I was I was watching Philadelphia versus, you know, San Francisco. Okay, I'm like, I want to watch some good football at some point. So it's a, but but from what I from, from what I did watch, um, they went to the power run game, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing them, seeing those guys play to our strengths, go with the power run. Chuba Hubbard had a great day. Um Start to see that offensive line get started to fill itself yeah. some, and, and guys like Icky, of course, like get getting more into a groove. Um, ultimately, you start realizing that there's not much that can be changed with the scheme in the matter of a week, even with somebody being fired. Like the scheme is the scheme. It's too late in the season. Like, bro, we have like five. We have four games left. Like, there was no changing like like the offensive play calling to the point. Right. So, um, even so, with Thomas Brown, like I, I, I would I would love to have a better evaluation of what Thomas Brown could be as a play caller. But with the, with the playbook he, he, they've had to work with, there's not much I can truly see from him. Uh So, I mean, from Bryce, I mean, same old, same old. I mean, there there, there are plays that he makes that, that, that make you feel good about the pick that we made because you start seeing them be able to, you know, with play, but great uh, ball placement anticipation. Um, but you also hate to see the things that are starting to transpire with some of the bad habits, like kind of being a little gun shy, not taking some of those shots that are, that, that are possibly there, that are NFL open, but not wide open, you know? So, um, it, yeah, yeah.
1: He's going to be gunshot though. He's going to be gunshot though. He's going to be gunshot though, Shantice, You got to understand, I mean, when you've been hit 40 times in your rookie season, you spent over half the season on your back or half the season running for your life. Yeah, him looking downfield, I think – I think maybe uh Ian or somebody pointed it out when they showed that that uh that graphic of when he hiked the ball and the receivers were all running routes, nobody was have nobody had separation. Like no one. So, you know, for us not to have a safety net for this guy underneath is really a problem. Um, I was happy to see Truba Hubbard because you and I have both been touting Chuba Hubbard should be the number one back. He showed why he should be the number one back. Um it's very hard to be versatile, to your point, at this point of the year. We've gotten so comfortable with what we know as a kind of our bread and butter that to give you away from that right now really doesn't injustice for him. There's no need to try new tricks right now. We just need to get this man out of the season alive and hopefully you know, get him some rest and get him some help. I think one thing I did notice from Thomas Brown, though, was almost the quickness in which he was calling the plays, right? So the cadence of the offense was a little bit more up-tempo as opposed to the Frank Wright way, it was um, a little bit more lagging and, and, and really behind the, the, the play clock. Um, so that part I was uh, I was interested in seeing. But to your point, I mean it's still lackluster on that side of the ball. Um, very little tight end play. I think Stevenson got in there and made some big plays for us. Um, a, a couple of big big third downs that you know that got us over. A couple of fourth downs that got us over. So that was promising to see him come up. But DJ Chart. I mean, you caught a couple balls, but where were you? You know what I mean. Um, so we still got some. We still got some huge gaps to fill.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, it, it's funny enough. I even seeing some of the locker some interviews from the locker room this past week. Uh, talk about guys that were brought in by Frank Wright specifically, and whether these guys will still even be around next year, or or or, or will even want to be around come following years. Like guys like Adam Thielen, who seemed uh. Had only come because of Frank, uh, DJ Chart, because of Deuce and Miles Sanders, a De- another guy that was connected with Deuce Staley. Um, there's a bunch. I mean, even the guys that we have in the locker room, I, I can't even guarantee these guys will stick around. Like, I mean, Adam Thielen is a guy that, to this point, has been a a great piece for a young quarterback. But chances are, if there's an opportunity for him to go elsewhere, he I gotta assume he probably he's probably asking for his way out of the door. Uh, alongside guys like DJ Chark. So right now, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of, I think we has got to find, we have to find our guys. And however, however that may be, I got to say free agency has got to be the quickest way for us to find a receiver. Though T, am looking at T Higgins play last night against, um, oh, no. I'm like, I, I, I got to have that guy in my, in my locker room. And I got to go draft. You know, me personally, if Xavier Worthy were to fall to that 33rd pick out of Texas, um, with his speed and his his ability after the catch, that's who I would like. If a guy like Troy Franklin fell to that thirty third pick, I'm looking at him and saying, "Hey, look, I need a, I need a guy that can stretch right. the field vertically like that." So, I mean, I think right now, I mean, I'm just in the mode of, you know, let's start looking towards the future and start looking at who's gonna be a Panther long term or who's gonna be the building block we're gonna put alongside Bryce in order to try to rectify what we've done uh, to this point thus far. Well, let's be a hundred
1: percent. I think. You know, you, you mentioned it and you're hitting it right on the head. Whoever's coming in is going to blow it up from top to bottom. So I think you're going to see, a, hopefully we'll see a, a drastic difference of personnel and who we have in here. Um, Schematic-wise, it's going to be interesting to see who stays at the coaching staff. Um, I, I think everybody's job is up for grabs, except for maybe Idureau. Um, But even him, I mean, you know, he's had some. he's been dinged up on that side of the ball they play some defense they play some great defense throughout the season but we got some big players that may not be on that defense come next year you know Brian Burns is most likely going to walk um Chen is definitely probably going to walk um you know hopefully JC can come back and give us a good season but we all know JC may not make it past week 4 so what do you do and 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 these are the questions that we have because we said at the beginning of the season we needed to build through free agency we thought we had a place where people would want to come. We've always been the resurgent town. So if you're falling down on your back half of your career, you need a last little contract, you could always come to Carolina and get that. I don't think anybody wants to come to Carolina and get that right now. And that's the problem we have. I mean, from the ownership down, I think we've got some huge questions that need to be answered. Um, He tried, if you want to call it try, that little 10 minute situation he gave us at the end of Frank Wright's era. I think that was a bad move because now you've not only shown previously that you weren't bought in to the holistic of understanding what it means to be in carolina you really showed your hand then because that was the perfect time for you to kind of right size some of your relationship not only with the reporters but with the city right you failed the city on two big projects one the eastland mall situation and then you want to talk about rock hill we can talk about that till we're blue in the face so those two things already you have damaged across the across the Carolinas. You then fired the coach that nobody, we weren't bought in on him in the beginning with, right? So now you've gotten rid of your your, your coach. We're sitting here now, we we can't get Wilkes. The enemy's talking about, they get rumors of him going to Chicago if they get rid of uh, Everflu. So what do we have? Do you really think Ben Johnson wants to come in here? Talk about Jim Harbaugh coming to the Carolinas this weekend. You're going to back up the bring truck for Jim Harbaugh? I don't even think he wants to come to Carolina. Why would he come to Carolina?
0: It, it, it's a, such a messy situation. And you start hearing about guys that are in the building that are giving out information to guys. like I got to assume like Deuce Staley, for example, who just came from the Lions, is talking to Ben Johnson and telling him, hey, dog, don't touch this place with a 10-foot pole. Don't even consider coming here right. because of ownership and everything you're going to deal, for, deal with from above. It's a terrible situation to come into. Um, Jim. I will say, um, you know, me and Ian talked about it in the chat that you know Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys that I'm like, out of all the guys that that will be available, a guy that I would trust that could be able to rectify what we have going on would be Jim Harbaugh because I mean we we know he's very much a hand a hands on head coach in terms of roster building and every and everything like that, but I think he would be the type of personality mm-hmm. that could literally keep David Tepper away from the football decisions. And I mean, whoever comes in has, to, I need them to be able to, mm. to command the front office. Like, hey, look, this is my show. We'll get the players that we want. We're not really taking suggestions. Like, we, like we're we the football guys. We handle the football stuff. Um, Harbaugh seems to be the guy from, like at least to me, that will be the most equipped to handle a situation like this. Even I, I, as nasty as it's been, and and no matter how you like, no matter how you, people may feel about Harbaugh and start in, in terms of whether they think he could still coach at any league level in this league, I think he's the only guy of of, of, the, of all the candidates that I trust to flip a bad situation. Because I mean, I just think about his, the situation he came into in San mm-hmm. Fran. San Fran was horrible. You had a you had a quarterback in Alex Smith right. that had been through a litany of coaches already. Right. Uh, gunshot the same way I'm I'm starting to see Bryce Young mm-hmm. play now. Is the same way I saw Alex Smith play back then. Gun shy, didn't not not you know lacking in confidence. Um, Bryce still to me has I, I see glimpses of the confidence, but I, we've seen it broken. We we've not seen the kid that, from Alabama that yeah. play with a certain level of moxie. If any coach could come in and restore that for a young quarterback, I believe that Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh would be the most equipped to do so. Now I still think there's some there are some candidates out there that I do want to take a look at like. Obviously, we won't be. We would, we would love the enemy. We would love Ben Johnson. Um, even uh, uh the OC from uh from the Houston Texans, uh Bobby is Bobby slovic is is, 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 that, is that yeah 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 yeah, yeah Slovick slovic as well. Like, I, especially considering what he's done with CJ Stroud, I gotta assume that I like I he would be a guy that I would be at least be intrigued by. And I know Frank Smith from the Miami Dolphins has also been brought up as a as a as a guy as well. His name has been thrown around in there, but I kind of feel like his name is kind of like right. similar to Ben Johnson's name last year, where it's it's out there, but we don't know how much traction is actually going to garner once the uh, once the season ends. But I mean, yeah, they, they, there's not a whole lot of guys I think they are going to be willing to come in here. But to me, Jim Harbour will be a guy that I'm I strongly considering at, at the very least.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of considerations. I think. The one thing with Jim Harbaugh is who's your GM, because you're going to have to have a strong GM to deal with that personality. Um, and, and you're going to have to have a working relationship similar to a Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, right? So that is where I, I have a pause for concern. I honestly don't know who I want as head coach right now. Um, to be frank with you, I mean, I know all the names, all the buzzwords, who we want to go after. I just don't know because. Bryce, to me, was I don't want to say he's damaged goods, but this year we damaged him to transitioning to the NFL. Um, He doesn't have a trust in his coaching staff, first off, right? So that's number one. He doesn't even trust the people who are supposed to be coaching him up to get him there. So the next person coming in to rebuild that trust is going to take some time and some work. Um, The other thing is you have to bring somebody in who has a strong scouting background, in my opinion. They're gonna need to know how to build a personnel inside out, not outside in. Inside mm-hmm. out. um and We've been touting that for over a decade. Like, I need somebody to come in here and really be a guru and putting the pleat pieces in place to protect this young man. I mean, this young man has been sacked the most in history, if I had, if I had to guess, for a rookie season. Like, it's been absolutely it's pretty introsion. bad. It's pretty bad, right? So, you know, it's it's even and to me. My buddy made a comment. And I said, "We look worse than the Browns looked in their worst years." Like. Nope. Every Everybody that I've talked to who are real football fans, they've all said it. They've never seen an offense or a team as bad as the Carolina Panthers, the 2023 Panthers. And to be quite frank, in my 40-plus years on this earth, I don't think I've ever seen a team this bad. And it's really bad because the dysfunction is not only on, on the field. You can definitely see it on the sidelines. It, started, it looked better last week than it's ever looked since Steve Wilkes. But you can still see the dissension in the ranks, right? And, and the players are playing out of their comfort zone and the players are pushing the reason Burns got ejected, right? Yeah, Tipper's flair on the field. People say rude stuff to you on the field, but the culmination of this season has pretty worn Burns down so he's, he's pretty much done, right? So yeah. I can expect some, an explosion like that. So if he's exploding like that on the field, how do you think that that's transitioning into the locker room behind closed doors? What's being said or lack thereof, right? What is the mood or the mode inside of that locker room? Because from the outside looking in, it doesn't look to be a locker room that is a complete locker room. Even though they're losing and they're getting beat, they don't look like a cohesive unit. So where is that going to come from? And I know Bryce is trying, but how can Bryce try when he can't even trust his line to keep somebody off his butt for more than two seconds? So that's what I'm saying. The dynamic that Bryce inherited, it 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 was unfortunate. And the actual coaching staff that was put around him was unfortunate
0: on that offensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, you
0: you just wonder how it got like this, like how how did it get this bad? And did we? I I guess I question like, did we miss? Did we misread our situation at the end of the last year with Steve Wilson? Did, did Steve Wilson do such a good coaching job that maybe we got higher on guys than what we were supposed to? You know,
1: like, I you know, think, is, is that I something
2: think,
0: we may have, we may have I think a couple
1: of things. The team wanted to play for Wills. They went to Tepper and said it themselves. They had bought into him, his mode, what he was bringing to the table. So when you turn that over and then you bring in a guy like Reich, nobody has any, what feeling or ties do they have to him? You bring in Do Staley to kind of bridge that gap or even McCown, but. They don't really fit, you know what I mean? It was like a weird fit, you know. To me, I think Wilkes was able to bring the best out of the guys because these guys had been in the trenches with Wilkes, with rule and all of that, and they were looking at Wilkes as the old Panthers guard coming back, giving us that moxie. To your point, that Panther Nation keep pounding mantra back, and they we were starting. To, we saw that we saw that rotate, which begs the question: Why did the line look better then than they did now? Because those those line wasn't that far off, right? Maybe one or two players. If that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're right, literally, literally, it's a night and nah, day.
2: Right yeah. Right, right. So it's, it's
1: literally a night and day comparison. You know what I mean? So that to yeah. me speaks coaching. End of the day, that's coaching. That has nothing to do with personnel at that point. That's coaching and skiing. And to me, I think Thomas Brown got thrown to the wolves in that. Oh, we're not going to let you call plays. Oh, okay, now you can call plays. Oh, you're not calling them enough. I'm going to try to save my job. Now I'm going to call plays. He could never get a fluid or even an understanding of what really fit Bryce. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're in those coaching meetings and you're in those meetings and you're having those conversations, but was that really Reich leading that conversation and Thomas Brown giving his nuance? Or was it Thomas Brown speaking in those meetings and, and, and Reich was like, I'm going to give my nuance. So that's the conversation I have. I mean, if Caldwell is helping Thomas Brown out, I saw a little bit better Bryce rolling out of the pocket on some of those plays. Right. Um, I think he threw for like a hundred, 160, 130 yards or something like that. I know we lost, we threw for like 166 versus 194 Tampa Bay. I know we beat them. uh, The rushing yards were around about uh, a wash. I think we had like 133 and they had like 128. Um, but you know, we really got beat on those big, those big routes by none other than Mike Evans. He kills us every year. Um, Of course. But if if we could have mitigated that, I mean, we should have won that game. Let's be 100% honest. I mean, we should have scored before the half. We were in the red zone late in the second quarter. We should have scored. Didn't happen for whatever reason. We come out as normal. We come out a little flat. But we were moving the ball pretty well overall. Like, I I saw us making it across the 50, putting us in positions to either kick a field goal or get us. But again, we, we take the big sack. Or we have a penalty that
0: kills us. So that's
1: discipline and coaching. And so that's what I'm saying. Bryce was dealt a bad hand.
3: Oh,
0: absolutely. Again, like, I haven't watched these games. I've watched all of them to this point. Um, Anytime you start to see the Carolina offense move with any type of, you know, you know, incentive, like, with with, with any type of haste, there's always a holding penalty of some sort. Like, like a bunch of things you just can't stay out of your own way. Like, you I can say it all falls back to coaching. Anthony, about the continuity with the offensive line. There's too many guys that have played like a left guard and right guard because you can't. You 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 clearly didn't draft. K. maze can't play. Um You're having to bring in guys off the street to try to come in, come and fill in. And again, like you, this this these are the, these are the results you get. I mean, again, it, it 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 all speaks to roster building and what and what wasn't done by Scott Fitter. And obviously, we all you know we talked about that earlier in the episode, so we don't maybe have to rehash it but for you uh you know I you, know, you know we talked a little bit about Brian Burns and his frustrations um J. C. Horn come, comes back to play had a deep, had a had a solid had a had it a, it was a, it was a solid outing at least by PFF standards it's C grade as a 90 I watched it I like I could tell he's a guy that was still trying to work his way back and I and I could be I could be honest the first game to work yourself back probably isn't supposed to be against Mike Evans that's probably not the greatest matchup for you to start. To start, you know what I'm saying. If you haven't played all year, and then your first game back is Mike Evans in week, what, like twelve? Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's, not, that's not fair to anybody. But nonetheless, I think he still plays solid. But I, to this point, you know, with guys like Brian Burns and guys like JC, like, do we have to consider moving on from those guys in order to just, in order to try to be able to to build the blocks on the offensive side of the ball and get some cap, some capital back. So. So correct me if I'm wrong. Burns is done. He can
1: walk. Right? Like Burns, we don't have any ties to he's not a restricted free agent. I think he's an unrestricted free agent this year. I think he's I think he's done. I think he can walk. JC, that's the tougher conversation because you've seen the potential and what he brings to that defense. But he hasn't played a full season. So we don't know what his full potential would be for a full 18 game season. Um and I would hate to let him go and he turns out like Bradbury turns out for the Eagles, right? Cause then we're kicking ourselves again in the butt of, we let him go, he was just on our team, like that conversation that we always had. Right. Um, but I will say this new regime from, and I do mean GM down, they're gonna have to blow this whole thing up. And if that means letting Burns go, letting JC go, letting Chen go, letting um um who else am i missing dante go right like you're gonna have to blow this team completely up and with bryce in mind because that's our quarterback and i i I Mm -hmm. don't think we can fairly evaluate him yet you gotta build around what's best for bryce that's gonna make this team run to me those are big athletic linemen you need a number one receiver that can get after it, get upfield. You're going to need a solid yep. tight end, Greg Olson type tight end to be his safety net. You keep Chuba Hubbard and you need to go find him a pounding ground, Dante Foreman style running back to complement him. Um, yep. If Hayden Hurst is going to come back off of this injured riddle year with us, so be it. We still need more than Hayden Hurst though, right? So you got to get a Greg Olson, a Hayden Hurst. And of course you need an Ian Thomas type, right? So. You're gonna need about a three tight end set to work to work through that, in my opinion. Defensive wise, you're pretty much starting over. You probably will keep gross models, right? You'll probably keep him, you'll keep Louvu. But outside and Derrick Brown.
2: Derek outside Brown, of yeah.
1: outside of that, Burns, I would love to sign him. I want him to stay. I want him to retire a Panther. But I just don't see him being bought in. He's ready to win. He's been here for five seasons, going on six seasons, and he hasn't won. he has not had one winning season, he hasn't felt. it, and what it feels and, like, you know what I mean. So
0: that's and there's I'm, a contender out there that's willing to pay top oh. dollar to Brian, Brian.
1: Could you imagine like, him like, going
0: oh, to San Francisco right now? Oh my good god! Ugh. Could Ugh. you imagine? I mean, mind you, mind you, they're not even paying Chase Young yet. Like, Chase Young's not even getting, not even getting a bag from them. No, so it, so it's not as if they they couldn't make that. They couldn't swing that and make that work. And Chase Young obviously has a little bit more to prove. That I think Brian Burns does. I think mean, Burns has he's had enough good years in this league where uh, he can yeah. warrant getting, getting a decent deal. You could possibly bring Chase Young back on like a one-to-two-year, you know, one-to-two-year one deal and possibly have a rotation of, of Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and Brian Burns. I, I mean, there's a, like I said, there's a contender out there. There's, there's a team out there that if Brian Burns signs, he makes he will, he will make them a a contender, or if they're not already contending already, he will make them a favorite. Like, he him going
1: know. to the Ravens, him going to the Lions, him going to the 49ers, oh. him even going to the Eagles. I mean, him going to Dallas, because they, uh, they just lost Van They just lost Van Yeah. Right? So, you throw Burns in that defense with Dan Quinn?
0: That's applause, Michael, a problem. A Micah Parsons, a Micah Parsons, Brian Burns, age rusher?
1: Right? Yeah, what you gonna do with that? Which So, I'm what saying, so... Got. So for Brian, and even Brian Burns, he may even decrease the 30 mil a year to do that, to get a ring, right? Because now he's looking at, oh, I'm in the playoffs for sure, at least a wild card, and we got a good chance of going going to the bowl. You know, so I, I got we got to go ahead and just suck it up. We're probably going to end up losing him, um, but yep. we're going to have to do the full breakdown and start building, and they better do it right. I mean, I, we keep saying they better do it right, and they they haven't done it right yet. You gotta build no. from the inside out, and I'm not talking getting this lineman from Wofford State or Idaho Technical, right? I need somebody out of Wisconsin, Iowa, Alabama, Georgia. I need some of these steak-eating, potato-eating, tractor-truck pulling guys who are coming in here to ball out and, and who are ready to protect this young man, because I don't want to
0: have second tier no more. No, I, I I don't either. I mean, it's a, a lot of harsh decisions had to be made. I mean, I, I mean, even with Icky. You know, the we have to start considering that mm. he may need to go inside to play left guard. He may need to go inside. We may need to yeah. – when, when Brady Christian comes back, you may have to let Brady Christian play his natural position, which was left tackle, and hope that yeah. that works. Possibly, you're going to be back in the draft again, drafting another lineman as well. Like you got to draft either some inside help yeah. or tackle help somewhere along the way. Um. And that's why it's going to be important for me for them to go try to receive receiver because if you don't because if you feel like there's a lineman that that is there at thirty three which I which I'm assuming we're going to be at if you yeah. feel like there's a yeah. lineman there at thirty three then I, I'm not against you taking them even though I want I want as many weapons on the outside as possible for Bryce right we obviously understand that the most important thing is is protection first yes protection first yes. everything else everything else develops outside as it will. Um, the receiving room's got to look very. it's has to look hopeful. different. I mean, honestly, the only guy we probably have coming back is probably Mingo. In
1: all honesty, you know, you know what I, I would say, Mingo. I could see Thielen coming back. Um, and the reason I say that is I think him and Bryce have a rapport, and I think that would be the sticking point for him, unless, to your point, unless a Green Bay comes calling, unless, um. I would even I would even harp on maybe the fact of a Jacksonville
0: Jaguars comes called. Yeah. Something like Somewhere that. way with the quarterback and the situation is already right. like they're they're, you know, they're ready to win. I, I do believe Thiel has got I mean, he's showing us he's got he's got a lot of good ball left. Um put mm-hmm. him in a good situation where he's not being as being as reliant being as, as relied upon, then you probably get a guy that's probably gonna be, you know, uh, productive a third a third wide receiver that's going to be solid though but you uh, you, like, you know what you're getting if he's if, if he's on your team so I I very well see him go into a situation that the like that suits him better in terms of him try possibly you know grabbing a championship on his way out the door um guys like chart yeah. I, I mean I'll be honest I mean chart this was a big year for chart like this was really intended to be his big you know breakthrough season mm-hmm. but this he it fell completely flat. Yeah, and, and I mean, you got—I mean, you gotta wonder whether whether he'll even have suitors even come next season. That's a, that's that's the main thing with him. I mean,
1: he's a big body. He's a big body, so he'll get he'll get looks. But he doesn't need to be on a Panther. He doesn't need to be in a Panther uniform. I mean, no disrespect to him. I just don't think that he's a fit for our organization. He's not a number one. He's barely a number two. Um, he hasn't really. I I, I frankly don't believe that he's ever truly recovered from his first injury in Jacksonville. I think he's rushed back, gotten injured, and kind of been hampered, you know, thus far because of it. Um, and, and and it's the same with um, – uh, it's kind of like J.C. Horn, right? Came in, injured, got injured, played a little bit, got injured, played a little bit. Got, so it's been that yeah. rotational injury bug for him as well, which is why I say we may have to cut our losses early on. I don't want to, but it may be time. And this is where I'm saying – you mentioned a player, a president of player operations, right? Yeah, I'm saying if he does do that, that player, that person needs to have great knowledge and good presence around GMs and it could be an upcoming GM, right? John Lynch had never been a GM before and and, and it kind of lends me to why not bring Greg Olson into a GM type role, not a coach, but maybe a GM type role, right? Maybe bring Luke Keekly in as a GM-esque director of scouting or personnel or whatever like in as those type of roles not coaches yet right if, if they want to coach let's get your feet wet with doing the personnel because i think both of those guys are good knowledgeable players that know how to scout players right they're not too right. far removed from the game luke Keekley still watches film from what i understand greg Olson definitely watches film day in and day out right so these guys know the new dynamics of football, know those type of things. And so those are the kind of things, those are the kind of splashes I want to make as far as organization, right? We need to bring in people. If they, are, if they do have ties, are fine, but find some people that are young. Somebody said to me, what's the difference between the Texans and the Panthers? And I think I said it in the chat. I said, the difference is the youth. You talk about youth and innovation. That's what D'Amico Ryans has done. He had a, a hell of a time building that roster out. But if they don't get a tank deal, I don't think you see the CJ Stroud we see, right? If they don't pick up whatever the defensive player that they got, the uh, the young dude, the defensive player well, they and- got yeah, Will Anderson. You you don't you know that comes from young people who understand the game. We go out and we get the guy from the New York Giants who was in the Pokemon fiasco, right? We go out and we get the guy. Who played in Minnesota in like four years ago, who was on a truck driving expedition? Like, we have not done the due diligence of a young, youthful minded organization. And then that's what Tepper said. No. Like, that's all he talked about, right? After, after Matt Rule, we're going to be young, we're going to be innovative, want to bring in, you know, some knowledgeable players. Well, you brought in Caldwell, you brought in Capers, you brought in Frank Reich, and look what it's got you.
0: These retreats are hard right. working. They just aren't Yeah, great. the re- and see, and this is why you know, you know, I'm all for you know innovation and 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 youth and all of these things. I'm, but I'm I'm also cool with the idea of moving away from guys that have been in the organization before. Mm. I said, you know, maybe it's time we move completely away from it. I don't have a GM candidate in mind. I'll be honest, I, I'm not as abrupt on GMs as, as 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 some of these other guys. Um, I mean, I even saw Ryan Clark was interested in being a GM. I'm like, I mean. In all honesty, Lewis Riddick it wouldn't it. hurt. Lewis Riddick did it. I Lewis Riddick You know what I'm saying? It. I say it truly, it truly would not hurt. I look, I just need somebody that can come in and obviously they can they can tell this roster is is not up to the park. Right. Can you like, like how quickly can you get real NFL guys in the in this locker room? Yeah. To be able to fill out this roster. Because I mean, you start looking at where we where we're bad at, it's everywhere where we missed during the draft. Like it's every is is it, it's everywhere we missed during the draft. You can think of every position that we drafted, that that, that Scott Fisher drafted, that or missed, traded for, exactly or traded
1: for, or traded for, or
0: traded for. Man, look again. I mean, letting good guys walk out the door like a Stephon Gilmore and, uh, and Hassan Reddick. I mean, that's that's insane. Think about what your defensive unit would be today if those guys, along with the guys man. you kept.
1: What if you hit on the draft picks you got for CMC? Right. What if we
0: hit
1: on those well, draft picks?
2: Because we well, see one of the draft picks, one of the draft picks ended up being Jonathan Mingo. So. Yeah, but we could have gotten Dale. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I,
1: I,
0: there's a plethora. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like the, <laughs> the difference, you know, the difference in the NFL is small between being great, good, and just completely dog, dog mm-hmm. crap, which is what we. Like it's a few picks. It's a cup. It's a decision here or there. Like DJ Johnson, the DJ Johnson pick happens. there's a lot of things you could have did with that pick
3: that wasn't DJ
0: Johnson. A lot, a lot. And 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 the kid may develop. I won't say kid because me and him are the same age, but he may develop into somebody that may can make him play in the play this level. Maybe a good, uh, I don't know, a good rotational like run stopper, like run stopper defensive end, but like. To this point, I'm like, I don't, I ain't got nothing. Out. I've gotten, we've gotten nothing out of this. I went this down. Point.
1: I went down the other day, and I was thinking. I said, let me go back three drafts, four drafts. We could have had we could have had Jalen Hurts. Yep. We could have had Tank Dale. This is most recent. Uh, we could have had uh, what's my uh, what's the what's what's my receiver out in um, my receiver. I mean, wasn't he Higgins? around that time frame, too? Or T- was he in there? Yeah. Was he in there? I, guess, I guess the point I'm making...
0: T. Higgins would have went in the same draft as Burrow. I okay? think Burrow and T. Higgins came in the same
1: right, draft. Okay. The so line. again, I mean, we had the chances to get these players. I want to know who was in that room and said, let's get Matt Corral. I want to know right. who was in that room that said, get DJ Johnson. When there was a plethora of linemen, I know for a fact there are plethora of linemen out there that we could have gotten, right? Knowing that we just got our new quarterback, knowing you just got rid of DJ Johnson, me DJ Moore, knowing you just got rid of CMC, two pillars of our organization, and you replaced them with what? Right? Right. That's my problem. That's my problem. And the other problem I have is Scott Federer said, we're going to be in on every deal. You ain't on every deal, but we never land them. So what's what's the problem? What are you not giving? What are you not? What, you are ain't you, get, what are we missing? By is what I want to know. Is it the money? Is it the years? Is it the like? What is? Is it the package? What is it?
0: I mean, the one trade he, the one trade he hit on, he didn't capitalize on, which was Stephon Gilmore. That was the trade yeah. you hit on that. They, okay, like he plays, you got him. Sign him. You he's got to get signed. You traded capital for him. That's right. Like, that capital's not coming back. If he doesn't, like, Like it's not coming back. So you got to sign him. You got to keep him. That's right. And, and, and then you, you choose Dante Jackson over um over Stephon Gilmore, which, I, which you know, I said some things even during that time that I regret <laughs> <laughs> about the Dante. Don- I, I told you this season. I,
1: I, me and D-Jackson, hey, me, me and Axe Jackson, we're on a different reporting season. We're on a different reporting season. Different season but yeah, you I know, it's crazy every day. I feel like you play. He's, play, he's, yeah, he's, played, played. he's played. He's played. He's played. He's played. Well, but again, for some reason, and I don't know what this is, we leave Mike Evans by himself all the time.
2: Yeah, I don't know what happened. I just, With that?
1: I don't know why we always do that. We always leave the number one, one receiver without having a double team. Why? Is Between it, him and Julio,
0: I haven't. Seen, I've never seen just two receivers that the pass just refused to cover. They're just I'm they're
1: like, no, no, no. They good. We're gonna to- let <laughs> He got it. He got it. He got it.
0: Y'all, he good, he good, he good. Uh, y'all oh, this is
2: crazy.
1: I, I will say this. Jesus. I will say this. I will say this though. I say, you know, we're stuck with our owner because he's not gonna sell the team. Lord knows I want him to, right. him, but he won't. Um and we've got to hope he's not only hearing us, but he's seeing exactly what we've been telling the plethora of plant the nation for the last three years and at some point in time something's got to stick i just don't see it happening here recently and i'm more afraid of the fact that we're a damaged organization and that nobody truly from a, a worth or a value standpoint wants to come to the carolinas based on our ownership and based on the way that he's treated coaches based on the way that he's treated uh, uh front office personnel um even even the community at large right I'm not saying he's done all bad things Cause i, I know that him and Michelle have done amazing things as far as donating monies and doing things like that, but yeah. he's made some pretty big promises that have fallen through and it's actually coming to show now when you try to go to recruit
2: um top notch uh, uh executives Yeah, i I mean at this point um only we
0: can hope for is that somebody's willing to give us a chance. Like, like, like I know we're in, I know we're supposed to be interviewing guys, but hell, they're interviewing us at this point. Like, what? Like, like, will you make sure to stay out of my way when if I were to come here? Will you Will you be willing to make the right, the, the correct football decisions if I were to come here? Like, it, it doesn't even feel like we're interviewing for coaches now. It feels like like it feels like like I said, it feels like we're. We are being interviewed by the, by coaching candidates to this point. Um, and hopefully we, hopefully we can land the right guy. Hopefully the right guy can come. Hopefully Bryce is a big enough draw for one of these coaches to want to come coach here and want to fix this situation. Um, you know, to get us back to being competitive yeah. at some point. All I can tell everybody though, it's going to take time. Right, we right, lock in. Oh, yeah. This,
2: this is going
1: Well, I said it. I said it. I said it a while ago. I said, you know, we um we're probably at a five-year deficit right now. Um, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Like I don't think we're gonna see us be relevant in that way over in the, probably the next five years. So we've got one, two, three, four, five games left. I would like to get your opinion on what you think our record will be in these next five, but we got some ugly opponents. We gotta see uh we gotta see Derek Carr. We gotta see uh Ritter again then we got to see Mr. Love. Then we got to see if Trevor Lawrence comes back, we got to see Trevor. And then we then we see Baker again at the end of the season. So, what are you thinking? What are you thinking we're going to look like coming out coming up on the back half of this the end of this
0: dismal year? The all that I can hope for is that we keep trying to implement more motions, more RPOs. I saw them try to implement some of that more this past weekend. Um, power run game. Obviously, you know, you know, leaning leaning on well, offensive line does well. Uh, defensively, I want to see. I always want to see. I just want somebody get to the quarterback. I want to see J. I want to see JC finish the year. I want to see JC Horn out there. You know, Mm. being able to finish. He was on. He was on a pitch count this this past weekend. I imagine that would be the same case here against uh, New Orleans. Just try to make sure you get them through the season. Um, as long as I can see my guys. Like that, like, like like the guys like JC Burns and, and those guys still playing as if like, it matters, then I guess that's all I really can hope for offensively. You just want to see a little bit more life. Jonathan Mingos played well the past couple of weeks, I give him credit for that. Um, well, maybe not necessarily for the Titans game, but yeah, but, but he played well against the Buccaneers. Uh, hopefully, you just keep seeing more out of him. I mean, he is a guy that we're gonna have to. You're going to have to deal with i mean he's not going anywhere anytime soon you gotta I, I gotta assume that we're gonna be locked in with him for at least the next next year or so so i mean hopefully just continuously seeing more out of him and seeing hopefully we can keep Bryce upright just better protection let's yep. do more to help protect our guy um and honestly that's about all I got i mean it, as far as games will win I don't see i mean who won 11. I don't see us winning any of these things i'm be honest uh, i don't see us winning any of yeah, we're gonna, um, we're gonna I want
1: one win. I want one win. That's it. One legitimate win though. I want one legitimate right. win. That's it. That's all I ask for. That's, and I want that's us my, to be competitive okay. like Yeah. Yeah, one legitimate win and I want us to be competitive in all in all of them. Um I don't want us to look like we look when we played um the Tennessee Titans or when we look when we played the Chicago Bears. I would rather us look like we look when we played Tampa. So I'm hoping that that's going to be uh the new marching orders as we end out this year, man.
2: Absolutely. And with that being said, we got to keep waiting and
0: keep pounding.
3: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. We're talking, of course, about just the we're not looking at that either. We're not If front of can't <laughs> see JB's trying to rep Florida State, which look at they're just as sad as we are right now. And they're actually winning. They actually won games. I've heard they're trying to boycott their bowl game, which I would 100 percent. Because on, on my soapbox, real quick, since it's been I've, been, I've been able to talk about it. I know y'all probably mentioned it a little bit, but it's even more ridiculous now that you put Hunter at fifth for the Heisman voting. Doesn't even make it the finalists, but yet he's too important to the team to keep them from going to the playoffs. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But I digress. We're, what we're really focusing on is another situation where the quarterback is the most important player on the team. And without him, I don't think we would be playing any of these games. But he's also one of the biggest detriments to this team right now. So we talk about this game. We talk about the Saints. I know the the the, I know the argument and all the talk has just been a bit, you know, a bit about his footwork, overthrowing his passes, his accuracy. But I'm going to keep saying the same thing I've said every freaking week. You cannot accurately judge his performance this season. This is a this is a, a a red shirt year for the kid. And if I were the Panthers, and if I were Tabor, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play another snap. I would not play another snap for him because it, it it does you no good.
2: Jason, you
0: want to take it? You you. you I mean, me
3: I
1: can start? I can go I, I can go first. I mean, I've I've been itching at this one for a minute. Um, you know, Jack, everything you said is absolutely true. Um. My issue is we talk about his footwork, we talk about his feet. You can't help for the man for running for his life. I mean, the man has been sacked over forty times this year. He had four sacks on on Sunday. Um, at times the line looked like they gave him enough time. He's not used to that. So that's a foreign that's a foreign concept for him. The real issue we have, and Shantice and I were kind of jarring about this uh right before the show, I agree with you what you said, Shantice. I'm gonna turn it over to you in a second in that I don't know what Thomas Brown is calling. I think he's trying to do too much with too short a time and trying to fit everything in to see what works. And he's not doing what is naturally what Bryce is good at doing. Right. And he's really putting Bryce, he's put him into some successful spots, but for the most part, the cadence of the play calling the way of the play calling to me is
0: lackluster and it's all over the place. Absolutely. I know we talked about it in the chat yesterday. Sequencing is, is, is all what it comes down to. When you you start having successful runs on first down, get third and short, and now you decide you want to go deep shot to DJ Chart or Jonathan Mingo, two guys who which who have not made a play on the deep ball all season. Your deep ball threat is is Michael Strong, which is which he's relegated to be on the punt team. Or or Smith Marset, who's also relegated to pretty much just screen passes. I, I, I mean i I like, like you said. I think he's. It's more so of a fact of trying to fit everything into one, but also not figuring out like, hey, what is it that actually works for this team? Running the ball seems to be the, the, the bread and butter of this group, which we knew it would be with that's with this current offensive line group. Um, not leaning on it when you need it most, like like you said, in, in in those third and short situations where I mean, Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard both had great days. They both had like this is the best performance that we've seen by those two all season. And to not lean on that, and to keep putting that pressure on your rookie when he's when he is having trouble hitting some of those deep shots is uh, I can't understand it from my from my perspective.
3: I think uh, yeah,
0: I, JB, great, great, Jack. Go ahead, Jack.
3: I, I think you hit on the head with with you know Bryce Young not being used to things. I'll go back to that point. Like everyone's talking about, you know, like is his footwork? Everyone's talking about his you know his accuracy, especially with those deep ball passes that we tried more often than not he has no, he has no ability to get comfortable. He has no ability to, to find his rhythm and get set. He's not used to it. He's throwing those balls way downfield because he's having to think in his head, all right, I'm about to get sacked in two seconds. He's not ready for, you know, when a pocket clears up, he's got an itchy tricker finger because he's had to have it all year long. So you can't accurately say, all right, yeah, he's too indecisive. He's too, you know, he's got that freshman, the the the, the, the jitters. No, he doesn't. He's, Got PTSD from getting destroyed every week. I mean, that first sack, my God, I saw three human beings go horizontal to sack a kid who's five foot eight. That should never, ever happen. And after that play, I would have taken him out. So those deep passes, we talked about it. We joked about it at the beginning of the year. We said, you know, he's overthrowing these guys because he did it at the beginning of the season. Because he's used to having receivers that could run fast enough to be at that spot. He's throwing to Alabama wide receivers, the ghost of Alabama wide receivers, and all he's got is Jonathan Mingo or DJ Chark. So everything in his head right now is not going. It, it, you can see how much the game isn't fun for him anymore. He looks like a shell of himself, which should never be said of a rookie quarterback. And for Thomas Brown, I do have a lot of critiques with a lot of the things he called, but I will give him this. When Wilkes got the job, you kept, you know, McAdoo around and you were able to, Wilkes was able to say, okay, I see what you're trying to do. This is what, this works better. Like the the foundation was already there. There were some things he was doing right. Some things they were doing wrong. They kept kind of flip flopping. And he said, you know what? No, stick to the run. You got these guys. You have a line that's inconsistent, unhealthy, and switches around. So the best thing for that, just make them run straight forward. Brown came in to this gig with nothing. There was nothing put in place. They they had no idea who this team was, even week 10 or 11. And when Brown got it the first time around, he was trying to still figure out what this team was supposed to be, but it took too long and Reich lost another game, knew his job was on the line. The Hunger Games were happening inside the stadium, so he took the reins back, gets fired two weeks later. Now Brown's right back in the thick of it without a paddle, trying to figure out what this team's supposed to be. So I don't necessarily knock him for looking inconsistent and not having one set, you know, strategy.
2: Yeah,
3: Cause yeah, I don't so know what I, I would I'm do. i go
1: with that too. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Cause I think you hit it on the head, right? It's the inconsistency at the coaching level, right? Yeah. We came in with this one philosophy. Supposedly we had all these tricks in the bag and that philosophy never transpired or, or came, 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 came to fruition. Right. So now you put Thomas, Thomas Brown into that situation. Right. And. Not only is he pressing, he's still trying to figure out the identity as he's going along because his job is on the line. You saw what his wife posted. So at the end of the day, you've got a you've an OC who is fairly aware that he doesn't have a job. He's trying to basically write his resume on the spot, right? He's dealing with a quarterback who, who I, for the life of me, I, I got to know what his ice bill is this year. Somebody needs to subsidize it. Give him a freaking... Uh, Give him a freaking contract as a spokesperson for the ice machine because I know he's been sitting in bounce of ice since preseason, right? So, to your point on the overthrows, and I agree with that, I agree with the wide receivers, but I also want to pose this to you. He's excited. If he's seeing Chart two steps ahead, I mean, he hasn't seen that 70% of the season. You know what I mean? Mingo getting open. Oh my God. He finally saw him streak across the screen. He; these are new things for him. He hasn't been able to build a rapport. He hasn't been able to build timing. He's had inconsistent coaching, inconsistent development, and this is what you get when you rush in him. But I do agree with both of you. We do need to sit him. I think Andy Dalton should finish the season. That Bryce get because we're gonna mess around and Bryce could get a season-ending injury in the next week or so and be out, out the
0: first part of training camp next year. Next year. Go ahead, say i I mean, like I said, the biggest. I think we all understand that the bigger issue here is not Bryce, and that there's a lot of things that are wrong. That like before, I can even care about Bryce because I see enough. I think we all see enough things that are good mm-hmm. that you're like and we can build onto that. We we gotta do. I mean, everything around has got gotta be better. And like I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, we do gotta settle. We do gotta settle because I mean, like you said, Jason, risking an injury right now at the tail end of the season where he would miss. Chunks of training cap and chunks of training in the off season where he where he will be getting better instead of rehabbing, I can't risk it at this point. Like I, I it's really imperative that he's healthy going into next year mm-hmm. and that we can at least have some semblance of a plan, whatever that may be, or whoever's at the helm, like they can have some semblance of a, of a plan moving forward.
3: And this is where Tabor needs to step step in and, and and try to make any if he can make any move as an interim, this is it. Like, because Fitter is not going to make the call because if it mm-hmm. if he does, it's a spin and, and and try to make any if he can make any move as an interim, this is it. Like, because Fitter is not going to make the call because if it if he does, it's a, then he's five, then he's done because you've sat now the guy no, you traded to your whole house for. Tepper's Nobody's not going to do it because now. he knows no one's going to come watch Andy Dalton play the Bucks or play the Falcons or play the Packers. No one's going to. But. We know you know this. I know this. Tepper still touting Nicki Minaj and Beyonce is the reason people are coming to Panthers games. So he's just lost. I've lost everything for him. I I can't anymore. I'm sorry. And uh, the thing is, though, like you need to because everyone keeps equating. Mm -hmm. You know, when when he was drafted, everyone the biggest comparison was Tua. He's smaller. He's leaner. He can run a little bit more. He's got an arm, but he's able to be you know diverse in the pocket. Come from a Bama offense. Mm -hmm. It's lucky like knock on wood, a miracle that he has not had three concussions. I'm really worried, you know, with the, with the track record of this training staff and this health staff, I'm worried he has been injured and he has been hurt. And they have just continued to push him through or keep it under the radar and continue to have him play. It's a miracle. He hasn't gotten hurt. And if you keep playing him, he's going to get hurt. And even bigger, like you said, Shantese, not necessarily this season. I could, I mean, this season's gone. Like I, I don't know why JC's even on the field. I don't know why half of our our team that's on IR, I don't know why they're seeing plays because the season's shot. There's no reason for anyone to do anything other than trying to get a paycheck. So for me, it's not about this season, but it's about him getting as much time as possible to learn the new system he's going to have to go into with the new head coach and assumably a new offensive coordinator. You know, He needs the entire offseason. He cannot afford to not have a full offseason season to get everything under his belt with the new regime coming in. So that's where I'm like, you need to sit him now. Andy Dalton's the best quarterback that's going to be playing in the division. Bar none. I mean, it's not a high bar to beat. And you just see what's happening with all these quarterbacks. Now, Anthony Richardson out for the year. CJ shrouds on concussion protocol. Now, yeah. like it's happening across the league. I mean, the, what the Bengals are on their fourth quarterback. The like, everyone is going down. It's a, yeah, Honest I to think, God, Miracle, I think Bryce Young hasn't things. I, I kinda, popped a vertebrae. I, kinda, I, kinda I really don't know how he the hasn't. Fact that
1: I think he is and maybe just because he's used to I it. I think he may have some some nicks that are really hampering him. But I think the really thing that's injured is his ego and, and his thought process. I, I don't think the swag, to your point, Shantise, I think you mentioned it either the last call or, the, or one of the ones I heard before that is. The swag oh, yeah. that he had when he came in and he was talking about how he was going to come into the NFL and how he felt about coming into the organization is definitely gone. If you look at his posture at any of the post games, you can tell that this man has been beat, beat, battered and bruised. Um, And everybody's grasping for straws to try to figure out ways to, quote unquote, salvage whatever they have left. Right now, they're playing for pride. Um, They played for a little bit of pride on on Sunday. But I will tell you 100 percent, I noticed in the second half it was gone. Um, It was almost as if we came lackluster out of the tunnel, back onto the field. A large part of it too, and I, and I, I, I'll leave it to both of you to kind of chime in on this too, is I think the team has lost faith in the leadership. I mean, you talk, you listen to the way Brian Burns talks, right? Just his, his point, you know, how, how pointed he is on certain aspects of what he's saying, right? Even Bryce now has a little bit of terseness in his conversation, right? It's not the happy-go-lucky fun guy that we knew when he first came in. He's having a little bit of that edge to him when he's talking on the mic, right? So, you're seeing that part. I think Tabor's doing everything he can to kind of show, show, show face. But, bro, you got, you got a bag, you got, you got a messed up bag of goods right now, man. You got, you got spoiled fruit. And no matter how much, um, how much an- animated you get on the sidelines or in the meeting rooms, or how much y'all try to change it up, the season is just what it is. It's been a drag. It's been stressful. It's been injury riddled. Um, and then you've got huge gaps of uncertainty when you're talking about next year as we start looking at next year, Burns is probably not going to be here. Chen, we talked about this, Chen is probably gone. I mean, conversations around Derrick Brown now, right? Like, there's all of these things that are up in the air for Bryce to then be successful next year. And you don't even know who your GM, your head coach, your OC is going to be. Hell, you don't even know if your DC is going to be here next year. Let's keep it 100% honest. So right now we're looking at a whole explosion that's about to take place and as far as an organization, we're just as lost as the Browns were in the 90s.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, the the, the complete 180, this is done since mm-hmm. draft day. Going mm-hmm. from everyone saying this is the best situation for a rookie quarterback to come into to now, there is no level of certainty at any level. From Like you said, from players to coaches to, to, to general managers, there is no level of certainty as, as far as what we're going to be. And I got to imagine, like, this has got to be – I imagine being Bryce coming into this, and now you're starting to see a whirlwind of changes about getting ready to happen. Now, this is all kind of based on how you perform, and whether it's his fault or not. I gotta imagine this is weighing heavy on his conscience that, like, my performance caused the head coach to get fired. <laughs> my my, my the, the entire staff that I came in with is probably about to get the can. My GM is probably about to get the can. Who made the big trade to get? Like I gotta imagine, like it's a lot of pressure on that young man to perform and to play well. But it—he's it, everyone's in a losing situation. He's fighting a losing battle with what he's come into in a situation that we thought would be better. And then everybody else is, is losing on the side of it. I mean, you talk about guys like Brian Burns, who his money is dwindling down every snap that nothing gets, no play gets made. Derek Brown has pretty much upped his numbers in in terms of like his value to this team. J.C. Horn, who is a guy that we all recognize as could be one of the best corners in the game when, when available, has come right back in and has played, at a, and it's played well to this point. But, again, knowing what the future holds for this team currently, there is no guarantee that there's a future for him here in Carolina. So, I mean, with all of those question marks, man, I got to
2: imagine, it's been, it's been a horrible season for that young man in terms of what he's going through mentally here.
3: Oh, and it's been that way since the beginning. We talked about it. That was the biggest difference between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young was like you from the beginning, you know, before CJ Stroud was putting up like MVP numbers. It was more so just he looked more comfortable. He looked like he was having more fun. He looked like he was able to be in the system more. And we thought Bryce was, you know, all out of whack because he felt that pressure immediately because right out the gate. Fitterer and, and Frank and every, and, 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 you know, the social media team doing their job, but a bit too much in saying, you know, we can make a play for the playoffs. We can make a play for the division. Like the it's wide open for us to take over. And you shouldn't have said a single word of that. Like you should not have said any of that because that immediately puts on a price to go, okay, I got to lock in. And, you know, we can say what you want about, you know, you talk about being the best situation, like weapons wise. Yeah. Like it looked really good and we were all ready for it. There was a lot of doubters saying, you know, the speed wasn't there, which, came to be true but I think the biggest issue was not even necessarily the weapons but I think we look I look back on it with such disgust is that what we did with the offensive line you knew you had two guys coming off of injuries one that was probably not going to make it to the beginning of the season if not you know halfway through you had Bozeman coming off a big injury you had and then the rest of your line is a sophomore a third year lineman who didn't finish his first year And then Taylor Moten, the only consistent guy who's played every freaking position, and you did nothing in free agency to shore up. The only thing you did the entirety of the offseason was draft in the fifth round another guard who was, again, a rookie and did nothing to shore up the defenses for your rookie quarterback. And that, from from all that Fitterer's done, is the biggest red flag because you knew what this line was, and you knew the health issues. Bozeman had been injured before. Corbett had injury history. You know, Christensen had injury history coming out of college, and you knew that this was going to be an issue because of the type of offense you were going to be playing. It was going to – it relied on your lineman. The reason the Eagles offense worked so well with the Steichen S offense is because they had the best offensive line in all of football. Like, the best yeah. last year with Lane Johnson <laughs> and, and Jason Kelsey. Like – And they're doing to the point where they didn't have to practice. They were putting out Christmas albums because they got bored of practicing. There was nothing else they could perfect. So they went to the studio for five hours a day because that's what they had the time to do. So you saw the Colts. You saw the Cowboys. You saw the Eagles with these beefy, stacked offensive lines and said, yeah, our guys are good. And we've seen time and time again our offensive linemen on ice skates trying to protect. It's it's brutal. It is brutal to watch. We've never been an
1: organization that has done right by our line. We've never done the right thing to do to build out a team. And I don't know why no GM who's come in has changed that idea. And that idea is you build from the inside out. You build from the inside out. As long as you have your interior guys that are a stronghold, you could damn near put a Wes Welker on the outside right now. And West Welker will still get you close to a thousand yards a season, based on your line alone, right? We've never been good at that, and we've talked about it. and We joked about it. Like we've always gotten it from CPCC. We've always gotten it from Idaho State Technical. Like we've never gone to any of these powerhouse um, universities and, and, and programs to get a lineman to, to get lineman to come in here and build out. I'm going to digress on that part. I really, I really want to go right back to where you were alluding to and really get into this Scott Federal conversation because I, we, f- f- he first came in, he had a salary cap issue. He right-sized that salary cap issue, right? He did what he had to do, massaged it. To your point, Shanti, I think we talked about it last week, he brought in a couple of key players that helped us get through that rough pot, yeah. spot. What has he done since? Nothing he's done has panned out. Nothing he's done has panned out. And you traded away CMC. And CMC is a golden it. boy now. You traded away <clears throat> DJ Moore. I don't know if you saw DJ Moore yesterday. My man did work in Chicago yesterday. So everything that you're trading away is turning to go. Yo, yeah, Gilmore, another one. Hassan Reddit. Like we can go on and on and on and on, right? <laughs> it's like long, all these. It's a long laundry list of up. stuff, right? The conversation now, and this is where it goes back to the trust from Bryce Young, right? We talked about his ego. It being battered and bruised, it goes back to the guy who brought him in, and let's let's take it all, Let's take it for what it is. Right now, it's looking like Bryce not working out. Let's keep it above. So, what is it? So, right, I'm, I'm I'm saying that tongue and cheek. I'm saying that tongue and cheek. It's unfair to him. It's unfair to him. I, I give you
3: circumstantially. That.
1: But we go back to Federer. Why does this man still hold in a position? Why is this man even still allowed to be in the building? If you're going to get rid of Frank Wright, Josh McCown, Deuce Staley, why is he still sitting there? And if Thomas Brown knows that he's fired, why do you even have him in the building? Like these conversations and these conversations and these things that you're doing, Tepper and front office, it's showing we don't have any idea what the hell we're doing. And nobody in that building knows what the hell they're doing. So it's a bigger problem for Bryce because now you're talking about confidence level in your working environment. And yep. you all know, being in your working environment, if you go to work and your boss, you feel a shady or you feel like the company ain't doing well, how are you working?
0: Hey, look, I'm putting in my two weeks. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> and two so weeks is going in, I will be looking for greener pastures. And that 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 damn near feels like what it's gonna boil down to for Bryce, like is he going to be? Is he going to receive the help from from the higher ups to actually feel confident in, in what's going on? And it is so important. It is so imper- imperative that we get the next hire correct. I mean, it's imperative for a lot of things. It's imperative for me because I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna sit here and stick around for a bad team if we if we go with another a bad head coach and a bad GM. Like I'm not gonna lie. The portal, the portal is open. I've already <laughs> been about the trust. Now, y'all got one more time to mess this up, and <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and get going because the ticket price is high as hell. <laughs> I've seen them prices. Anybody? No, you got five go dollars. I've oh, you know, see seen those. which I honestly, we may, may need to talk about not you know, this, not this, not just,
3: you know not saying. this week. Not man, this week. Look. You
0: can get a bro- hey, look. five dollars. Look, man, go ahead and get a couple of brews. We can have a great time. Exactly. I'm gonna
2: pay more for Uber than the tickets. The beers cost
3: twelve. The beer costs twelve dollars. That's the. (laughs) That's what. Pay more for a light rail pass than the tickets gonna be. I mean, my god. I I I mean, no. I like I agree with you. And for me, honestly, though, like as far as you know, the future holds. Like, and I say this tongue in cheek as well. Bryce Young's the one I'm worried about the least. We got him on rookie contract. We're going to extend that rookie contract. There's nowhere he can go. It's Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Adam Thielen, Miles Sand. Like, Adam's gone. Miles Sanders is gone. Friggin' Hayden Hurst woke up in a nightmare forgetting that he played for the Panthers and is now back in, and I make joke of that. It's a horrible situation, uh, and I'm so happy he's doing better. But, ser- I mean, he's not going to stay. There's no reason because we haven't used him all year long. Miles Sanders knows that he does- the fans don't like him, that he's having to fight for it with Chuba Hubbard, and he's not going to stick around. Adam Thielen's not going to, you know, they're going to try to ask for you know, Adam Thielen, you saw, you heard in his voice him saying this was not the way I thought this was going. He thought he was going to get a retirement mm-hmm. tour, and he knew it wasn't going to be an easy situation per se, but he thought at least it was going to be a stable situation, and he came in for Frank Reich. And so for me, like, Shaq <clears throat> Thompson can't take much more of this. He's the only player besides J.J. Jansen who is still on the yeah, team and they're gone. the Super Bowl. And they're gone. And they're and, gone. Uh, and Taylor Moten as well. Those are the guys. That's it. <laughs> Shaq's not taking any more of this. Like he just restructured his contract. He's going to look somewhere else. Brian Burns, if he wasn't thinking about leaving already, he's gone. DJ, when he jumped on him, was whispering in his ear, come to Chicago. We, you know, they just got rid of sweat. They need a rusher. Like bring a guy over or no, they just got sweat. I'm what sorry, did I say so, last we got a guy what did for I say you. We got a good play or the four, you know, Wilkes is calling him up. Hey, you know, if Bosa, you know, has an injury, like, come on. Join the for like join the 49ers. They're gonna go to a Super Bowl. They're gonna they're the best team in the NFC. So let's you know jump on it. Or, or God forbid the Cowboys. Gilmore saying, hey, like he's got people in his ear. No doubt about it. Everybody else is gonna jump ship too. Like everybody else is gonna go. Adam Thielen's gonna go, hey, can I come back to Minnesota for a year, please? Can I do my retirement tour here? It's much better over there than it is here. <clears throat> and that's where you're like, yeah, you you cannot get this wrong again because you're not gonna have anybody to put out there. Like Bryce Young is going to be getting destroyed because there's nobody else around, and that's just where like for Fitterer, you talk about it. What was his? You know what? What has he done since he got? He got hurt. He got hurt. He got in a bad situation with the cap space, and he has been playing cautious ever since. He's done this consistent carousel of bringing guys in and then refusing to pay them once they show they've actually done what you're expecting them to. I don't know if he thought they were just gonna like kind of pan out so that he could just continue to kind of give him a little bit of money but you signed good guys you brought in great prospects off the top at least in free agency not in the draft Yeah, because yeah. like this year his first draft by himself abysmal bryce young we say you know you can't really judge that everybody else you can jonathan mingo a boy dj playing? johnson is he even he, playing I, I don't know what the word past he bust is but, well, are, pro- like, Ryan Leaf levels. I, I say he's been out there. No. He's been <laughs> he's <out
0: there>. No. <laughs> now, what you want to constitute as he's... playing is up to you. But I've seen that there are none. I'm telling you. But I see that, that number 52 is out there. Is It's out there. I
2: need you know stats. What's, you know what's the most I need sad, stats you know what's recorded. Sad,
0: you know
1: what the most sad thing is? Is this time last year. You remember how different our conversation Dude, was?
3: Making John Beasley oh roll in his grave.
1: Like this time last year, we were so excited. We we were so excited. Steve Wilkes was doing his thing. The boys were playing good. We could come in. We even knew if we had we a top lost, 10 pick. We could come in with our pride and say, you know what? We went out there and played. You know, they gave it everything they got. i lie to you not. I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the, I'm um, sitting in the ball with my cousin yesterday. He's a Falcons fan. And we got the Falcons game on and the Panthers game on. And I lie to you not, I sat there and damn near threw up all four quarters. I was like, I cannot believe this is how bad we look still. And the offense, I don't, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand the disconnect. I know it's the line, but guys, I've seen play, I've seen teams with no line. They don't look this bad. They don't look this bad. Like we look bad. We look so bad. And I don't understand, like you said, the cadence and the sequence. Again, I think he's pressing, but it's just it's just so bad that whoever comes in next, you've gotta blow it all up. You've gotta change it all. You've gotta you've gotta redo this whole thing from top to bottom. And to your point, Shantice, Tepper cannot be involved. Can he needs to sit his ass in that box, shut up, and let the football minds do football things. You sit up there. You talk about Beyonce and Rihanna. You do all the things that you're supposed to do from a marketing standpoint. But let the football minds do the football things. Because right now, you're ruining not only the football organization, but you're actually ruining the brand. You're ruining the brand so bad, we can't even recruit top players, top executives to come and be a part of this organization. That's a problem.
2: Jeez. So, head (laughs) coaching, (laughs) Candice. Let's go GM first. Let's go GM first. Because there's not a. I
3: can't. I can't again. I can't. I, oh, I can't. I, I after these articles have been putting out, now yeah. apparently we got people in our building texting other coaches to run for the hills. It's not Hunger Games. It's Lord of the Flies is what it is in that stadium. It is every man for themselves. It's kids yeah, running it around is. with heads and spikes, calling people you know pig or Jesus or whatever. I. It's pandemonium. It is chaos. There's just no way that any part of it is. is, And so I can't even think about it because we always talked about, you know, it could still be a desirable position. How in the world is it a Mm -hmm. desirable position? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like asking, Hey, you want, does this job, is this going to be a good job if I work here? And the person working there telling you, no, run away, do not work here. This is horrible. (laughs) Like no, one's going to take that gig. It doesn't matter how much they pay him. It doesn't matter how appealing it is. If the people in the building are telling you that the owner who you can't get, you can't get rid of the owner. Like it's we're not. in Commanders and Browns, there's nothing that you can do, except for hope that you know he decides to sell the team, but that could make it even worse. I mean, yeah, and he's not going to do that because he's gonna he's making money with the FC, he's making um, money with the stadium. He knows he would lose the rights to both you of think, those oh, teams. You, think, somebody, sold you, you the think?
0: You think?
1: So none it, that's going to happen? Big DT going so at to this sell the this team? Like, I doubt it very. No,
0: nah, no. Nah, the only thing I because I know he does listen to everybody and what they have to say about him. I'm hoping that he's listening to the fact that we do want a president of football operations. That's what I hope he's listening to. Like at the very least, if he yeah. listens to that piece of information alone, that could change a lot. If he just well, I already that-
2: said, I
1: already said, he needs a consultant firm to come in here and give him, which, give him I, the right. He, yeah, he needs which, to do that. He needs to do that immediately.
2: Which may happen. I
0: I I think with the with the which is how many not times unheard of. Failed, which is not,
1: not unheard twice.
2: Of.
0: A third time, how many fans do you think they're keeping around if you if you fail the third time? Because you've already done a lot of things. And like you said, to your point, Jason, you said it weeks weeks on end. You've ruined a lot of relationships on the way to this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the Rocket situation happened. Then you confirmed you're not going back to Spartanburg. So i am tell you right now, South Carolina as a whole don't really care. Oh, anymore. yeah, South Carolina does not rock. They're Falcons not. fans now. they Falcons fans now. they Falcons oh, yeah, fans now. They're everything except yeah. for the Panthers. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. So that's dead. Yeah. So the, the next thing you got to do is get this head coach and hire right, which means that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to remove yourself from the process. But he's not removing himself as a, from ownership, and by no means he's never doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. If, if he listens and removes himself from the process, then like you said, Jack hires a consulting firm, which are, which would be the best way to go about this. And the, the the messed up part, he's gonna have to give a big contract commitment to the next GM and head coach. Like the same way that ha- the same thing that happened in San Fran, he's gonna have to do the same thing here and give a big commitment and let those guys have to try to figure it out. And that's the unfortunate part because we don't know whether they'll work either or whether they're the right people, but we're gonna have to just go full commitment to whoever's
2: next and try to build from and try to build from the bottom up.
3: Mm. which is the messed up part in its entirety because there is a precedent in that Detroit multiple times. Detroit. You saw it with the 49ers and you saw it with the Dolphins. Both times they brought in guys mm-hmm. outside sources to make and, – and Detroit. And I think the Broncos as well, if I'm not mistaken, also made that decision, but it took a little bit longer I think. But I know for the 49ers and the, Fal- and the, and the Dolphins, the annoying part about both of those mm. is both of those happened in the time frame – both before and close to when we had to make our decisions. Yeah. Well, no, both they brought Lynch in. They brought Incredibly close. They brought Lynch in It might have been Captain a Captain year like, before. Right I can't Captain remember in. the timeline. Yeah, on yeah. I think way. Lynch came in. You know, Lynch was there That's for what a while. Happened.
1: Before they got Shannon Once they got Shannon
2: in, though.
3: Oh, is it that far? And then I'm on. You might be running that. But I know the... Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I know the 49ers specifically, they with McDaniel's, that was a much more recent move and you see how it happened. You see both of those the the pickups they've made, you see the the Dolphins the, what they've done in the draft, what they've done in free agency, as well as the 49ers, they've gone gangbusters for their guys and have flipped those programs on their on their heads. So there is a precedent for it and if you can muster up enough sense and humility to say I cannot make these moves because there's only been two things that you've done as in your entirety as an owner that have been good decisions. It from a football standpoint, and that has been naming Steve Wilkes the interim, which was a no brainer you think, but still took a lot. And then re-signing Cam for a, for a little bit, only two things in a football sense that were actually good ideas. That was it. And nothing else has happened. Nothing else has transpired. And you cannot keep yourself involved Anymore, like you can be the owner of the team, you can do the owner of the you know uh, sports entertainment you know company, you can do all of that, but you cannot make another football decision. It cannot come from you because.
1: Well, well, that's easy to say it's, than it's, done. It's, though, it's, not with his not ego, not that's his okay. ego though. That's, that's the problem. Okay.
3: You his don't problem is he's
1: be. got a Jerry Jones like, I, ego, but he's got a where's Waldo no. mindset when it comes to knowing how to run
2: a football team. <laughs>
3: He, I know, but he came and from the so, Steelers, though. He can look. So at the you know sent by what success looks like. Owner except so we're for Jerry Jones in the it. league. That just, I'm not. Talk, but the family, the Rooney family. There's a difference between success and the impact you have in instilling that success. Who is the Steelers owner?
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, I get it. No, I get it. No, I got you
3: exactly. How much do you hear their name come up outside of foundations or awards or anything else like that? Name me you know, like you know I'm saying like you you know these owners names because of what either their companies are what they've done for the team. That's it. They don't they don't touch anything else except for Jerry Jones and you see it time and time again not work out for Jerry Jones. It got better when like he, he consistently out of puts himself in compromising situations to, be the head to where of it's the, gotten better be but he was the laughing stock for a while
0: so if Jerry Jones can recognize that, hey, maybe I'm not the best guy to be at the forefront of this. Exactly. If anybody can say that, like, like anybody can make that statement about themselves, then David Tapper, by all means, bro, you, I, I don't care how much money you got, though. You're bad at this. You yeah. do what understand.
1: Here's what we said, too, though. Our next GM, I swear, needs to be a huge, huge heavy in the scouting department somewhere. Like, we need a GM. That has a significant amount of scouting history underneath their belt. You know what I mean? Because I unless it's like, and I'ma throw this out there, don't, don't shoot the messenger. But like if Greg Olson wants to come in and be a GM, I think I'm gonna be okay with him coming in to be a GM. If 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 Luke Keekly wants to come in and be a GM, I
2: think I may be okay with Luke Keekly coming in to be a GM.
3: that's where the president of football operations position comes into play. Someone who has a bit more of a strategic standpoint, not necessarily a X's and O's, nuts and bolts, signing and hiring. I agree with what you're saying, but I think more of that like overarching big picture where, yeah, Greg Olson. I mean, Luke Keekley. if we run some tests Mm -hmm. and make sure he's still, you know, what he was, I think that works out a little bit better. But I think, yeah, guys like that, that know the game. That understand that, like from the GM, because like the GM does need to have some sort of business acumen. They they have to to be able to make those deals and they, to be able to accurately assess what this person's going to bring to the team. But on the flip side of that, they also have to be, you know, like you said, I think the scouting department does play a big factor in it. And you saw from this, you know, the the migration of the guys in the front office from the minute Tepper bought the team, it's been. Over time, but pretty much clear house of who's been here, who hasn't been. There's like one or two guys that are still here, so you definitely need to ramp that up. And then at this point, like, listen to them. Stop listening to your coordinators, you know, or getting the guys that your coordinators want or your, or your, you know, coaches want because <sighs> hasn't done too terribly hot the last few years. The only one that's worked out is is the Chuba Hubbard because we you know te- you know Nicole loved Chuba Hubbard for whatever reason, and that's ended up working out. But we saw this year, you know, Camp and loved Zavala and. Avero loved DJ Johnson for whatever reasons, and neither of those have worked out. So definitely need to shore up that scouting department. And then your health staff. That's, again, the biggest thing. If you from like That's what Tepper needs to do, in my mind. Hire the best damn health staff this NFL has ever seen. Because it, it's ridiculous. The round robin of going in and out of IR that the Panthers have had, in the last 10 years. And I, you know, before his tenure, obviously not been a big issue, but a lot of those people were still on staff. He didn't clear house from the health staff. He kept a lot of those same people. He ain't said much. He ain't said much. He ain't said much. He said And from that much. point, he Just, he, he spoke. He, just well, shut I up. Mean, like, just shut well, up. When he does speak, I, we he don't, don't need him. to hear you anymore.
1: He, I will say. A mouthful of what?
3: Uh, but, a mouthful of. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather – something that would make us be – I don't want to make this an, an explicit no. episode, all right? Because if I hear one more time the about key. the cool concert, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it. Like, I, I don't care. No, oh, God. No, like, you're only hitting no. the nail on one head of demographic no. anyway. So well, 100% that's, no, that's 100%, already 100%, alienating more so this, than you so think that, yeah. it is. And G- no football you I, want, I don't want a GM or coach. Into to be this way. Not a single one.
1: They
2: shouldn't be over the age of fifty.
3: Yeah.
2: is hey, on. Let's get it going.
3: See, this is where, see, see, this is where the issues is going to be. And I think from a, from a GM standpoint, no. From a head coaching standpoint, maybe. Because if all we're hearing is how like puppet master as he is and how you know standing over your mm. shoulder making every move he is then you got to bring someone mm-hmm. that he's going to respect enough to when the guy says back off or has the balls to say back off he'll actually listen we thought that might be Frank, 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 Frank I know where he didn't going have I know no where he he's it. going I know he, I know he he's going <laughs> <do her>. For lack <laughs> of better words. hell out
0: my room I'm got I you got to have someone it. that can I'm back right. him off but he's not even a candidate I
3: know there is he's
2: not no he's not he's not he's not and see, I'm telling you, this is a unserious
0: operation we're running. Yeah, he was in the he was in the city and they didn't there was, was not even a semblance not even a blink, not a even an inkling and how to and how to truly run a unit that keeps but everybody I was. else out and running on his own accord, it would be hardball. And if you don't even want to entertain the fact of him coming here, then I'm like, well, I mean I wanna go. Belichick. Him or Belichick.
2: Belichick, right.
1: Belichick. But I don't want
2: Belichick. I don't want Belichick yeah, be yeah. quick. Here's my, because I was gonna give it to Belichick. Because I was gonna say, here's yep, what here yep. I could see
3: Tepper. is his mindset right now. Yep. All right, well I need a coach and a GM. Why don't I just kill two Ask versus one stone? Bring in Belichick, and he could be the GM and the Ask head coach Reed, too. That and that would be the worst. Andy is thing. not the
1: GM anymore. Let's just put it that way.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: like. Oh, he, he can ask Bill O'Brien right now. Bill O'Brien's sitting on his staff right now. Ask, you know how it worked
3: for Bill O'Brien. How did that? Ha- how did that go out in, in Houston?
1: Here's another name. Here's another name. I, I thought know about. I and, doubt it
3: happens. And, and that better be sure, all we really. ask of Bill O'Brien. He'd better not be walking in the building. I swear.
0: Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going. I just, <laughs> I'm, I you, I'm so serious about leaving. I'm, I'm not a group fan. I'm just throwing names
2: that, I, I out. I'm border. just throwing names I, out. I, I would be... Uh, well, if, if it's just
0: throwing names out, what that, about what, how we
2: feel about uh, Bobby Slayton from Houston? Uh, no. Saying. Yeah, I mean... Right. right. There's going to be a bunch of
1: people that so, walk in there.
3: The more I keep looking into it, I'm like, you you can't not call him. Like, he can't not walk in the building. The way he's able... Because... But the way that he's been able to orchestrate, like we've talked about, an almost identical group of players to what you have from a skill position set point, from a you know a pros and cons area, like that's, almost identical. Yeah, that's you can't tough. not call him. Now you couldn't even get D'Amico Ryan in the building, so I can't imagine would, you're gonna get him to walk. Like not to take that call. <laughs> I can't. They can't control him, obviously. But I mean, D'Amico's gonna say, "Hey." To fly the complete other direction and put that on spam immediately, like, and that's what I'm afraid yeah, of. You know, I'm Ben Johnson, Brian Johnson, like all these guys. I have seen. I, I, it's been quite I, I, Brian Johnson, I don't more. Brian Johnson. The more I watch, I'm starting to slip coach, off of him.
0: But now it's just like because it's something just not there. Like, if something's just not clicking.
3: From. From Steichen to him, it's been a complete 180. And they—they're right, they they a, a fraudulent this team. The other day, I'm like, man, is what beats, they are. Man, and I don't know. what, it, team, but they haven't lost of, anybody. Like, is the crazy part. And that's yeah, what concerns me. You still
0: feel
2: me. as if like this isn't real. You still feel like he, I not I to be able to sustain it. Yeah.
3: Because they're off. I mean, because if you do the math, yeah, I would love to see the ratio for their touchdowns of tush pushes it's, it's to different. not tush that's push touchdowns. Boy, it's he, gotta like got to
0: be like right now.
3: I got like sixty forty, and that's being yeah. generous. I, like, and that's what. From... Who's You're not going to get him though? You're not, I mean, you know. for me, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Cowboys coaching staff see. in my mind. I'm looking at yeah. their coordinators. No, DC's
1: Quinn. DC's Queen.
0: Oh, Dan they're DC
3: yeah, McCarthy, the young,
1: where, and then or is he? He's McCarthy calling calls, plays, but, but the oh, O-C then the OC, sorry, the uh, OC
3: is McCarthy actually.
1: Kellen, you're right. No, Back- no,
3: who's the no, OC? Because they...
1: The OC is the Kelly. other young cat. McCarthy's mm-hmm. calling plays though.
3: No, he's gone. He's in. He's in um, LA.
1: But you know that you know they're saying Kellen Moore may be up for a head coaching job. No, yeah,
3: he shouldn't.
1: I don't want him. <laughs> I'm just. I I don't I've want. I've seen
2: him of good guy. Truth. Yeah. I mean, Ken Dorsey's no, out there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, Cornelius Shottenham.
2: But, Dad, Yeah, Shottenham. That's who it is. Yeah. Hey, Brian no. Cornelius. Yeah, again, no. Yeah. Like, that's the problem, is. Yeah, that's the middle name. <laughs> but no, I. You, is the listen, I, I think you guys are hitting it on the head. I think guess, we're going to have
1: to find you, one of those. I young, guess
3: you, young, you beggars can't Donald be choosers, but I don't know.
1: GM, I want to go back to that. I don't want an old retread of a GM. I don't. I really don't. I would rather it be somebody young, somebody innovative. Let's let's really push this innovation forward. Tepper, you got your work to do, Big Brother. You got your work to
2: do, and we need you to step out of the way. That's what we need.
3: That's the biggest oh. thing. Just like step I mean, back. Let someone else make the decision. The like, call call I can, friends I, can, I, can, I, feel, I feel. Like, sure I feel mean, sure he doesn't have they, any friends. They've there. had literally. Um,
1: I'm, I'm with you on that one too, Shantese. I'm with you on that one too. Huh? Yeah. I'm with you on that
3: one I don't feel one too.
1: like he's fostered great relationships. We've already talked about this yeah. before. I don't, I don't think he gets a bear hug when he goes home. I don't think that that happens. <laughs> I think they were very
2: happy to get him out of the ownership room. I mean,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny that we played the Steelers what six, seven years in a row in the preseason or the regular season. Yeah, we played them before he bought the team, once. and they then we exactly played ready. them. I think once, maybe twice. I think we had one preseason. I think we had one preseason game against them, and then the one, and then you know the day that everything went to shit. That was the last time we played them. So, yeah, I think you're right on that one. But at this point, like yeah, just just try to wrangle in this situation because you've got a lot of people on the ropes. And, yeah, I mean, it's getting to the point where I'm I'm waiting for the day that I hear, you know, that he's going to – that the team's going somewhere. I mean, we already have a worse winning percentage than the Bobcats in their tenure. <laughs> I told That's you. That's sad. I said that. I said that. That is incredibly sad. You know what? And so I'm waiting today I'm to not, hear that I'm he's not, moving the team to Germany or what have you. I, I'm waiting to hear it. I'll 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 leave it with this because I I got I got asked about this and I'll leave it at this I it's not an a ridiculous thought process because mm-hmm. we're one of what I think three four organizations that have a, a partnership with the NFL Germany you know movement uh and he clearly makes enough money from everything else to where it's never going to be an issue of success with the Panthers it's going to be an issue of if the fans stop paying for stuff that's the only thing that's going to keep him from you know, selling the team is, if, and they're going to, they're going to do so because he makes enough money off of the concerts and everything with soccer. So that's going to continue to push through. The only thing I can see is he gets fed up with the fans and their appreciation to the point where they either are protesting all the time, or, you know, he keeps listening to it. So he'll think, all right, I have a huge market that we'll just be happy enough to have a football program consistently. They're not going to care how good they are or how long it takes for them to become good, because Charlotte has been impatient, as they should be. So he's going to move it over there. The only thing I could see that would keep them around is I don't know then what would happen to the FC. And I can't imagine that the city would then just say, all right, we can just have the FC play in that giant stadium. And I don't know if he would continue to operate the FC in one country and then the Panthers in another so
2: that's, that's the, the only NFL thing I, I can see keeping the team higher. Dude, 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 I'll just move both te- I'll move they got both
3: four, That's why,
1: they, that's why they, they played two games in Germany, London, huge. and it was, it was two It was a two. in
2: it is, Mexico. It is priority Georgia number one.
1: Jacksonville, us. Jacksonville, Mexico. us. Mexico. I want to say Minnesota, they, but I don't think Minnesota's going to be. They lead. want that but so I know bad, Jacksonville and enough, it's pretty much a
3: battle between. It's Jacksonville's like the one everyone's thinking is going to happen. And because they're just the market size, the, but the fact of the problem is they're playing well. Now they're, they're actually a good team. They're so leaders. the people and the fans are actually showing up to Jacksonville. If Trevor Lawrence never came in, or if we're honest, if, you know, um, thank you had never took over, they'd be in Germany right now. So True. they are more than ready. And we know from our listenership, there's a lot of fans in Germany of football and of the Panthers for that matter. So that's a big issue in and of itself. And to I move. can see the NFL yep. giving him a either over the table or under the table deal. Say we'll give you this much money to move them to Germany. And as a businessman, I don't see him passing up that offer. And that's what concerns me. Cause there's no one in the, there's nowhere in the country he would move them. That will do better than Charlotte. St. Louis isn't going to give you better than Charlotte. San Diego's not going to give you a better market than Charlotte. Unless they put a third team in LA or New York, like no market's going to give you as good of what you're getting in Charlotte from the way, from a business perspective of how much the city's growing, how much of a hub it is in the Southeast. Like there's nowhere else you could move it. That's going to give you the space, the time and the dedication that the Panthers will. So the only option he has is to move it to Germany. And if you were to get this next one wrong and, it, and we have like three more years of, Hey, I'm telling you, I ain't I can see, <laughs> hey, look, and hey, look, I uh, got I'm sorry. I don't know at that
1: point. Well, Mate. one thing about it though, if they did move it, I guarantee you, Carolina not to be, Germany.
3: Maybe London. Just you like can maybe convince me, London, or like somewhere. But not Cleveland Germany. Browns, we would
2: demand a team in five years. Right.
3: right. Oh yeah. It would not be long, but the problem with expansion now is mm-hmm. it's not like it was in the 90s where you could just add in a wonky sixth or seventh team and have inconsistent you know, spaces with your divisions. Now that you have cemented divisions, it's a problem that's always been that the NFL has been trying to wrap their head around for so long because like you said, they have four markets they want to put teams in right now, mm-hmm. in two in London, one in Germany, one in Mexico. But the problem is if you add one team, you have to add seven more teams so that you can either make all the divisions even – or add two new divisions so the problem would be that yeah, it, is if they did take the team away from Charlotte it would be I say yeah it
0: definitely be a while before we saw them
3: I think it'd be a good 10 years before you saw what backet for Conf- the
0: first season of what like 04
3: cuz the 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 like podcast from the hornets i want to say was
2: 90s right
1: yeah
3: and they moved the, the hornets in
1: they Look out. at Seattle. Look at Seattle, they're still, they're still I think it was like mid 90s, so it
3: would have been 95. To, so it was at least 10 years without a basketball team. And then So I'm saying, so like you have the potential with like markets like San Diego, St. Louis, Oklahoma, you know, that might want, you know, football teams. And then you have the you know, for the overseas division if you were able to put two teams in London. But then also producing teams is a lot harder. You do not see very very many business you know business people trying to create teams anymore, and i think their their biggest hope for the n f l is that they can absorb some teams from the x f l the u s f l but now those leagues merging becomes a lot harder. So that's where, you know, it could be a big issue if it does happen. So let's pray to God that that does not happen, that he brings in a consulting firm, makes the right decision. And we get a situation like you saw in Jacksonville, you saw in Miami, you saw, you know, in, in San Francisco where it only took two years, three years for the ship to write, you know, Miami, it happened literally two years. The Jags right. happened the next year. So there is a precedent set for things looking a lot different year into year out. And that's our best (laughs) case scenario right now. So until then, I thought we were done with saying, keep waiting. And I hate, I hate saying it now. Just keep
2: pounding.